You can get to us by taking Route 1 or Route 7. We have a sign on either side of Laurel Road giving you directions to the meeting house of God's people known as Emmanuel. And we're thankful that you've taken time to tune in to WGOH to hear a portion of God's Word today. Maybe you're listening by way of sermon audio. We're thankful to the Lord that you're listening and praying God will just bless you with the Word. In verses 14 down through verse 42, we see an actual sermon of the Apostle Peter. Peter's message is the same as we preach today. It's the message of salvation. It's the message of the gospel, which according to God's Word is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's what Peter, that's what Paul, that's what all the apostles brought forth for the way of salvation. There was no other way as a matter of fact, there was no other, no other way given. It was only this one way of salvation. And it still holds true today. There's only one way of salvation. Today, we're going to kind of go over Peter's message, his sermon, and pray that God will just bless it. I'll begin in verse 14. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea, and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken unto my words. He was pleading with them to just stop and listen. And that's what we do here today. I plead with you, just stop and listen. I pray that God will give you understanding. He says in verse 15, For these are not drunken, as you suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it came to pass, In the last days, saith God, I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall see dreams. Dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heaven above and the signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into before the great and noble day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know, him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain, whom God have raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holden of it. 
For David speaketh concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face. For he is on my right hand, that I should not be moved. Therefore, did my heart rejoice and my tongue was glad. Moreover, also my flesh shall rest in hope, because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell. Neither wilt thou suffer thine Holy One to see corruption. Thou hast made known to me the ways of life, and thou shalt make me full of joy with thy countenance. Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried and in his sepulcher, is with us until this day. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God has sworn an oath unto him, that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. He, seeing this before, spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell or the grave, neither... His flesh did see corruption. This Jesus, God raised up, wherefore we are all witnesses, therefore being by the right hand of God exalted, and having received the Father of the promise of the Holy Ghost, He hath shed forth this, which you now see and hear. For David is not ascended into the heavens, But he saith himself, The Lord said unto my Lord, Set thou on my right hand, until I make thy foes thy footstool. Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus, whom ye crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart, And said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said unto them, Repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you, and to your children, and to all that are far off, you and I, even as many as the Lord God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about three thousand souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Our most gracious and divine Heavenly Father, Dear God, today as we come before your throne, we do so with thankful hearts. Thankful, dear God, to know that you're still in the saving business. We thank you, dear God, to know that thy word is still powerful. And it can give life to the dead. It can open the eyes of the blind and then stop the ears of the death. Lord, I'm praying that that miracle miracle would take place in this house today. Father, as we look out over this congregation.
We have a mixed crowd here today, those that are saved and those that are lost. We have saved sinners and lost sinners. Dear God, I pray that every lost sinner in this house today, as the Apostle Peter cried out for them to hearken unto his words, Lord, I pray today that the lost sinner will hearken unto the word of the gospel. That they may come to know thee as Savior. They may have the peace that passeth all understanding. Oh, dear God, today we pray that you would open the eyes of the blind. You would touch the heart that is seemingly cold. Lord, that you may soften that heart of stone. That they may receive the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. May this be the day, dear God, that once again the Apostle Peter's sermon would find lodgment in the hearts of the lost around us. Lord, that they may come to know Thee as Savior. Empower Thy Word. May Thy Word have free course and reign in this house today. May Your Holy Spirit touch the lives of each and every one that's gathered May you forgive us our sin in Jesus Christ's name. And amen. I do want to bring the message, the Apostle Peter's sermon on salvation. Emmanuel, to our visiting friends and our radio audience, the sermon today is no different than that of the Apostle Peter's in his day. There is only this one way of salvation then. And there's only one way of salvation today. Many will tell you that there are many different avenues in which man may come to know Jesus. But the Bible's plain, there's only one way. And that way is through Jesus Christ and Him crucified. So first of all tonight, or today, I want, to, I want you to notice how this sermon began. It began with a dire warning of things that were yet to come. The sorrows of tribulation and heartache. The Bible says in verse 14 down through verse 20, all these things are going to take place. But Peter standing up with the eleven lifted up his voice and said unto them, You men of Judea, and all ye that dwell in Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken unto my words. For these are not drunken, as you suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass, in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit. They shall prophesy. You know, as I, as I stop and I consider all these words that were just spoken, we're living in a day in which the Word of God has traveled the world over. Today, even as we speak here on this broadcast, in just a few moments, somebody's going to push 
a certain button on a, on a telephone and it's going to send this message worldwide on Sermon Audio. Have you ever seen such a time when God's Word is so readily available? A time when the gospel is so easily obtained. A time when men are preaching the Word of God and the gospel like it's never been done before. We see that in this hour in which we now live. We see men who travel the world over or their words are traveled and traveling the world over. We see people that are being saved by the grace of God in many countries around this world today. And yet, even here in America, where the gospel freely comes forth, the souls of the endangered, the souls of the lost, are daily seeing a way of hope. And yet, many souls refuse that way of hope. The Apostle Peter had stated here that there's coming a day in the last days when the gospel of God is going to flow like water off the hills. And it's going to compass the whole world. And that's what we're seeing in this, in this day and time in which we now live. We're seeing God's Word being transcribed in, in languages that have never been brought out. So that people could know that there's a God in heaven. They could know that there's a way of hope. All over this world today you see missionaries that are going into the deep dark regions of the jungles. We have missionaries in Africa where, where they're meeting people that are still practicing all kinds of different religions and doctrines. They're being told the way of hope. Brother Tate is going around and he's spreading the gospel wherever he can to tribes far and wide. And yet we see in the, in the Word of God that there's coming a day when men are going to scoff at this Word. Men are going to say, I've heard that all my life. Peter's telling these individuals, he's saying unto them, hearken unto what I've got to say. In other words, He's saying, listen to what I have, because it is the way of hope. It is the way of life. Listen, the Bible goes on to say in verse 19, And I will show wonders in heaven above, and signs in the earth beneath. Blood, fire, and vapor, and smoke, the sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood, before the great and notable day of the Lord come. Folks, I want you to know something. This is a time that is yet in the future, but it's just around the bend. It's just around the corner as we speak here in this sanctuary today. There are no other signs that need to be fulfilled in order for Jesus Christ to come and call His people home. All the signs are ready and all the things have been prophesied in God's Word of I have nearly come to pass. 
We're only waiting on the end. And people today go on in the merry way as it was in the days of Noah. Many have said, where are the signs of His coming? And all you got to do is look around and open your eyes and you can see that very soon the Lord shall appear in the air and He shall call His redeemed home. And then what an awful time that's going to be upon the earth. A time when the Holy Spirit is drawn off the scene. A time when all the righteous are pulled out of the, the earth. And there's only going to be one thing going on in the earth at that time. And that is total chaos and destruction. Today we look at the scenes of, of the things that are going on worldwide and we think this must be the end of time for sure. But yet I want you to know this is only the beginning of sorrows as the Bible says. Matthew chapter 24. We'll back up here just a little bit and read some of these scriptures. In Matthew 24, beginning at verse 36. The Bible says here, now listen to this. And you'll see exactly what we see in the, in the, in the world today. Speaking of the second coming, speaking of the time when Christ's coming shall be made known. But of that day and hour knoweth no man. No, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But now listen, here are the clues. And I want you to listen to what this says. And I'll say just like Peter did, listen, hearken unto me. Listen to what this says here. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. And he knew not until the flood came and took them away, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Friend, I want you to know something. That's exactly what we see in the world today. We see a world that's going by that doesn't care about the things of, 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 of reality of salvation. They don't have any regard for so-called religion. Matter of fact, I hear men talk today, I'm turned away from religion. Listen, well turn on to salvation then. Listen, there's a, there is a, a very great difference in religion and salvation. There are many in the world today that practice religion that have not salvation. But salvation will deliver unto you a real religion, a real, a real uh, hope of salvation. But the world in which we live today is just like the world of Noah's day. Nobody pays attention anymore. Nobody pays attention to the Word of God and, and what God's hope is. Men today are told and they're given ample warnings of salvation and yet many will turn away from it even in this house today. They'll turn away and walk away from the hope of salvation. Why? Because the world has something 
more to offer than they think. The Bible says, back in verse 27, For as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Friend, I ask you a question tonight or today. What's it going to be like when that time comes upon you? When the day of grace that we know now in this dispensation of time is gone. You have heard the gospel time and again and yet you have refused it time and again until the day that Christ came and called His children home. And now there's no hope. Verse 29 of Matthew 24 says, Immediately after the tribulation of those days, shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light. And the stars shall fall from heaven. The powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall the tribes of the earth mourn. When's this going to be? When He comes back in the second phase of His second coming. That's when all the world sees Him. As He comes back riding upon that white charger, as He comes back as, as, as the King of kings, He comes back to rule. They shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with the great sound of a trumpet. And they shall gather together his elect from the four winds and from the end of the heaven to the other. Friend, I want you to stop and consider this time. I want you to think about what the Bible's saying here. Peter stopped and he, he told the people, listen. You need to hear what I've got to say. This warning is for us today as well. How much closer is this event to us? Even at the door, as God's Word says. A warning sent forth to all who will heed it. A warning of judgment to come. I think the last three weeks I've spoken on the great white throne judgment seat of God. It's not a place that is a a place that you want to be. But it's a place where all, all Christ rejectors will be one day who die in their sins. Revelation 20. The Bible is very plain about who's going to be in hell. At the beginning of the millennial kingdom, there's something going to take place. I want you to listen to this. Verse 1 says, And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, the old serpent, which is the devil, and Satan, and he bound him a thousand years. And he cast him into the bottomless pit, and he shut him up. And he set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till a thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that he must be loosed a little season. 
And I saw thrones, and they that sat upon them. And judgment was given unto them, and I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus, and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. You know what's going to happen during that, that, that tribulation? The time when anyone that's left upon the earth, you're not going to be able to buy or sell or trade anything unless you have a mark of the beast. And can you just think about it just for a moment? The one thing that you feel like you cannot do without. The one thing that you know that it's going to get you. Listen, I'll tell you today that those that have been left upon this earth, the Bible says they're going to believe a lie and be damned. There are those that are going to receive that mark. You can say what you will today, but you will receive the mark. Because without it, your suffering shall be a great deal. But with it, the suffering of the hereafter will be even greater. You say, preacher, I I just don't know if I believe all that. God's Word says it's so. And if God's Word says that it's so, it will be. Because He says He will not lie. The Bible goes on to say about the time after the millennial kingdom is expired. As a matter of fact, it says in verse 7, And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. And he shall go out and deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is the sand of the sea. They went up on the breath of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about. And the beloved city and fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. Now listen, this is the inhabitants of hell. This is what every Christ rejecter has to look forward to. The inhabitants of hell include verse 10, The devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to the works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell were delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to the works. And death and hell were cast into that lake of fire. This is a second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Folks, I want you to know something. 
This is the place where the devil and the false prophet and the beast are. This is the place where the, the fallen angels have been reserved in chains of darkness from the day that they fell until this very hour. They're even now there in chains of darkness awaiting your arrival. Oh, sinner friend, today I will declare unto you, flee from the wrath to come. Now the second thing I want you to think about in, in Peter's sermon, Peter spoke of a way of hope. You know, that's the great gospel sermon, isn't it? There is a dire warning of things to come, but yet there is a hope of salvation. This is mankind's only hope. It's found in verses 21 down through verse 36 of Acts 2. There is no other hope. There's no other way. Acts in 4 and 12, what does the Bible say? Acts 4 12 says, Neither is there salvation in any other. For there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Think about this. This is First Peter in chapter 1 and verse 3's lively hope. That's the hope of salvation today to all who will hear it. You're sitting in this room tonight or today and you know... Right now, my mind's focused upon you. I know there's people listening by way of radio, and I know there's people listening by way of sermon audio all over this world in different places. But my focus is upon you, the people that I love, the people that I long to see saved by God's grace. That's what Peter was saying to his fellow men. He said unto them, Men and brethren, hearken unto me. Listen to what I've got to say. I've got the words of hope. There is danger coming. Listen to me. What does John chapter 14 and 6 say? John chapter 14, verse 6, And Jesus said unto them, I am the way. The truth. And the life. No man can come unto the Father but by me. See, friend, I'm telling you today that there is no other way. You may have been told in your past that there's all kinds of different avenues, that everybody's so-called religion is right, but no, it's not. Any religion that puts man in charge of his salvation is wrong. Listen to what he says today. He says, come unto me and I'll give you rest. That's the salvation that Peter was offering these men, his brethren, he was offering them a, a salvation that would relieve them of all the stresses of works for salvation. Because that will never, that would never suffice. 
Jesus Christ states here that there is no other way. He is the only way. There's no other salvation. He is the only salvation. Galatians chapter 1, notice what it says here about all other religions and all other so-called salvations or gospels. He says in verse 6, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from Him that called you into grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another. But there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. How is the gospel of Christ perverted? It's perverted by adding anything other than just Christ alone. You add your baptism, you've perverted the gospel. If you add your good works, you've perverted the gospel. Listen, man cannot keep his salvation. Man is not in charge of keeping his salvation. God is. If God is trying to save you, He's already failed. And that makes Him less of a God. But God will save. He will save any who will come unto Him. You may be sitting here in this house today and you may be wondering, when is it my turn? When is it up? When, is, when am I going to be saved? You know what? I believe today that that might be a good indicator of where you need to be right now. If you're concerned about that, you need to just believe the Scriptures and come unto Him. You want to be saved today? You want to know when you can be saved? Listen, come unto Him and thou shalt be saved is what the Scriptures say. Come to Him today. It goes on to say in verse 8, But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which you have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. You know what? Today, you've got somebody that's preaching some other gospel. You can't even say God bless you to them. That's what the Bible says. You cannot bid them Godspeed. You know why? Because they're delivering a false gospel, a false doctrine. The salvation spoken of here can be had by anyone who would come unto Him. Again, the Bible declares, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Today, are you struggling in your own chest about what to do about salvation? Maybe today you're struggling in your own breast about, about not being saved or being saved or, or all these other things going on in your mind. He says, give it up. Trust in the Lord. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. Ye shall find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. 
That comes out of Matthew 28, or 11, verse 28 through 30. It is the way. It is the only way. Again, maybe you've questioned, why not me? Again, I say the question is a good indicator of God's Word drawing at your heart. There's no other reason for a person to be interested unless God is drawing them. Simply believe and come unto Him today. You know, as Peter brought this message, he brought it to a group of individuals who had tried to lean on everything in the world to give them satisfaction. When he finally confronted them about who it was that actually slew Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, the Savior of Mankind, and they realized who He was. The Bible said they were pricked in their hearts. Conviction fell upon them. You know what? Today, if you're convicted over your own sin, that's a good thing. Because no one will ever be saved without first feeling the convicting power of the Holy Spirit upon them. You have to know, first of all, that you're a sinner and in need. You have to know that without Jesus Christ, there's no other way. You have to believe upon Jesus Christ, knowing He is the only way. How do you come to this place of belief? I believe that the Bible says you come through the Scriptures. Romans in chapter 10 and verse 17, I believe it is says, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. That's the reason why today that I say you're in the right place. Because you're hearing about the gospel of Jesus Christ. You're hearing about the crucifixion of the one Savior who could save all mankind who will come unto Him. Romans in chapter 1 and verse 16, the Apostle Paul stated it like this. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is a power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. The key is believing. Do you believe today? Do you believe that Jesus Christ came and died on the cross of Calvary for your sins? This, my friend, is the way salvation comes. What is the gospel according to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verses 1 through 4? It is the death, burial, and resurrection according to the scriptures. And it doesn't say anything else. It's all about what Christ done. It isn't about what we do. The Bible says we're dead in trespasses and sins. We cannot do anything spiritually. That's the reason why we need this salvation. That's the reason why we need this great emancipator of our souls. One to come and give us freedom. Freedom from sin and oppression. Freedom from the devil. 
You know, and I'll say this, I want you to think about this. A lot of times people have the idea that if they're going to be saved, they're going to be saved anyway. It doesn't matter. But it really does matter because salvation don't just fall out of the sky. Salvation comes through the preaching of the Word of God, the gospel message, and through your hearing with your physical ear. The Bible says that that's how faith is interjected into the man to believe. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, the Bible says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. What's a gift of God? The gift of faith. How does it come? As I said in Romans 10, 17, it says it comes by the preaching of the Word of God. Through the Scriptures. Who's it available to? Anyone who will hear and who will believe. Will you believe on Him today? Will you believe that Jesus Christ is the only way of salvation? You know in Acts chapter 16, when the Apostle Paul was imprisoned, when he and Silas were imprisoned in the jail house at Philippi, the Bible says they had a prayer meeting. They were singing. What were they doing? They were worshiping the God of heaven. You know, the Bible says that that jail house began to shake and quake. And every one of the prisoners were released from their chains. You know what? There's nowhere in the Bible that says that all those prisoners fled when they were freed. I believe they heard something miraculous as well. I believe they heard something spectacular. I believe when Paul and Silas were praying after they had been beaten severely and after they had been severely treated, they were singing praises I believe it had an effect on those men that were there. That old Philippian jailer, he thought everybody would have been gone. He was about ready to take his own life, but Paul yelled out, Do thyself no harm. Why? Because they were all still there. I believe they heard something I heard I believe they heard something amazing. I believe they heard exactly what I heard when I was saved by the grace of God. Something spectacular. Something that was life changing. Listen, that's what real salvation will do for you. It'll change your life. You may be sitting here today and you may be thinking, well, I just don't think I can live it. Well, you let me tell you this. You trust the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, you'll know and understand that He helps us live it. This is the only way salvation will come unto you, by believing. That's what Paul said unto the old jailer, wasn't it? Believe and thou shalt be saved. Not only him, but his whole house. Believe and thou shalt be saved. As I said a moment ago, you're in the right place. You're in God's house. 
You're hearing the right message. It's all about Jesus Christ and Him crucified. It's the gospel according to God's Word. Now the only thing is, do you believe? Do you believe? Do you believe? Paul said, Thou shalt be saved if you believe. Peter was stating unto the men and brethren there, Believe, repent, and be baptized for or because of the remission of sin. Do you believe today? Do you believe that Jesus Christ came and died for your soul? Died to pay your sin debt? Listen, I want you to know today that that is the most important message you will ever receive. Believe the gospel. Believe what John 3.16 is all about. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That, my friend, is what you must believe. It's as simple as that. You don't have to sit and ask any more questions. You don't have to ask, why not me? The only reason it ain't you is because you've never come to Him. The only reason it's not you is because you've never really believed with your heart. The only reason it's not you is because faith has never been issued and practiced in your life. How do all those things come about? Through this old book right here. This old book is the way, the truth, and the life. No man come unto the Father but by Him. The Bible stated, as Brother Jim stated this morning, that in the beginning the Word was with God and was God. Listen, I want you to know, the Word that we have before us today is the only hope that you can have for salvation. There is no other way, there's no other hope given to men other than the hope that lies in Jesus Christ. Would you not today come unto Him? Simply trust Him today. Just believe. Believe that He died for you on the cross. Believe that He paid your sin debt. And believe that when you die, you will be in heaven with Him one day. You believe that and I'll tell you, you'll know it. That issue of faith will come into your heart and there will be no denying it. You will feel it from your head to your toes. You'll know that you're saved by the grace of God. And I'm not a preacher that goes on feelings, but listen, I know what happened to me. I know that when I was saved, there was no denying it. I know when I believed the Lord Jesus Christ for my soul's salvation. Would you not today believe and 
be saved.